Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. This is episode 47. We've got some feedback with regards to last week's show, uh, the open house version or the open house podcast. And uh, a couple of people had uh, just mentioned that, hey, uh, you sounded like you were down on open houses, but you hold open houses at your new housing project. What's up with that? And uh, that's a very valid argument for sure. The only thing I would say to that, of course, is that new housing is a little bit different because uh, we're selling a total of 32 units there. So when somebody walks into one of those things, a, it's not somebody's principal residence, so we're not uh, invading anybody's privacy, number one. And number two, if somebody comes in and doesn't like what they see, we're well within a position to be able to customize what they're looking for. So we can we can build a suit, and um, the resale market can't do that. So in terms of uh, my position on open houses, it, it has not changed. But with regards to new housing, yeah, it's it's a little bit, uh, little bit more necessary, obviously, because we've got quite a few units to move, and we can can customize them to somebody's liking okay and then we usually have a whole series of homes to sell not just one all right so i hope that's a valid enough argument for you but uh and if it isn't too bad that's the one you're getting <laughs> anyway this week i just wanted to talk to you a little bit about buyer representation agreements first of all i'm all for buyer representation agreements i think they're phenomenal and, and on both ends of the scale i think they're phenomenal for the real estate agent because then he knows that there's loyalty coming back from the buyer that they're dealing with so in other words they're not spinning their tires and and wasting time with a buyer that ends up buying from somebody else but more importantly it's good for the buyer as well because now it opens up the entire marketplace for them because now this agent doesn't first of all have to worry about whether he's going to be compensated for the deal or not so he's going to put that much more effort in giving his customer service not to mention um, it opens up other sections of the marketplace like uh, new construction and uh, for sale by owners these are sections of the marketplace that aren't always cooperative with the real estate community but if there's a real estate or if there's a buyer agency agreement in place they often respect it and um, of course the agent is okay with it because he knows regardless of what he's going to sell this customer he's going to be compensated fairly and he can look out for the best interest of the customer and not be uh, technically driven just by commissions okay now having said that I want to make sure that you guys are clear on what a buyer agency contract says and how this could actually end up stinging you if you're not careful okay so I am looking at a web forms 2015 version or June 2015 version of the buyer representation agreement and I am specifically addressing page 2 which if, which is coming from section number 2 addressing the Commission okay now one thing I want you to be clear on is I'm good first of all I'm just gonna read the clause and then I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it to you a little bit so basically the clause reads that if during the currency of the agreement the buyer enters into an agreement to purchase any property of a general description indicated above the buyer agrees that the brokerage is entitled to be paid a commission of blank percent and that's whatever you agree with your agent of the sale of the property or it could be a flat rate okay so you could fill that in there alright now the buyer it goes on to say that the buyer agrees to pay directly to the brokerage any deficiency this amount 
and the amount, if any, to be paid to the brokerage by the listing brokerage or by the seller. The buyer understands that if the brokerage is not to be paid any commission by the listing brokerage or by the seller, the buyer will pay the brokerage the full amount of the commission indicated above. Okay, so basically, what that's what that basically means is that when you buy a home through your buyer agent and the listing agent is going to be compensating the buyer agent. So if you've got a buyer agency contract for say two and a half percent and the cooperating broker's commission on the listing that he, your agent sells you is two and a half percent, well then it's a wash. So one pays the other and, and uh, it's a clean deal. Now if the listing only pays two percent and your buyer agency contract reads two and a half percent, then you owe your agent another half percent. Okay, now that works two ways. So if your buyer agency contract reads two and a half percent and your customer buys a house or your client buys a house paying three percent list cooperating brokers commission, then they're technically they're entitled to a half a percent back because that they agreed to a two and a half percent commission, not three. Okay. Hey folks, it's Walter Montero. Just a quick interruption to this week's show. We all know that real estate is a great investment, but wouldn't it be nice to harness the power of that great investment with your RSP? Well, you can. Your RSP portfolio is not just for stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You can use your RSP to invest in private mortgages. Private mortgages are secured against real property. In our current market, they can yield as high as 14 to 16% return. How does that stand up to what your current RSP portfolio is doing now? To learn more about RSP Mortgage Investing, go to rrspmortgageinvestor.com. That's rrspmortgageinvestor.com. Let me show you how you can turn your RSP portfolio into a money magnet. That's rrspmortgageinvestor.com. Now back to the show. But the big thing here, more than anything else, is that I want you to be clear that if there is any deficiency on the commission paid by the seller, to the cooperating broker that you as the buyer is technically responsible for that deficiency okay so this is a little bit dangerous here because first of all as a buyer agent or as a buyer sometimes you're going to buy into a property that may be what we refer to as over over encumbered so in other words what's owed on the property is more than what it sells for and i don't have to tell you that one of the last things that is paid in a real estate transaction is very often the real estate commission so if there's not enough money to pay the real estate agent at the end of the deal you by rights owe your agent that two and a half percent so it could end up stinging you in the butt now there are some agents that won't enforce that and they may even write it into the agreement but you got to understand that the way that agreement is written you're technically on the hook for that so really quite honestly it's a bit of a risk when you let the listing agent compensate your cooperating broker and I would recommend that you don't do that in fact I would go as far as saying that any agreement that you write I would suggest that your buyer agent waive any commissions that's being paid by the co to the cooperating broker from the listing agent and that you as the buyer will take care of compensating your agent from the proceeds of the transaction and I'll tell you how we do that so basically what you would do is you would uh, you would insert a clause right into the cooperation agreement okay that says that the parties to this agreement of purchase and sale hereby acknowledge that 
whatever company, in my case it would be Coldwell Banker Maximum Results, brokerage is acting as an agent for the buyer under a buyer representation agreement and pursuant to that agreement a commission fee of two and a half percent or whatever the commission happens to be of the purchase price plus HST of such commission fee is due and payable to Coldwell Banker maximum results on closing of this transaction so the seller and the buyer agree that there shall be a credit on the statement of adjustments in favor of the buyer in the amount of the commission fee plus the taxes in order to satisfy the buyer's obligation to pay Coldwell Banker maximum results. The said commission plus the tax. The buyer irrevocably instructs his or her solicitor to pay Coldwell Banker maximum results real estate services to the said commission plus taxes by certified check immediately upon closing the parties acknowledge that the listing broker is released from any obligation to pay the selling broker a fee as per the seller's listing agreement okay so this way what does this clause do first of all it doesn't require the buyer to pull out any more money out of his pocket so because the commission is going to be paid for from the proceeds of the sale and the money is being held back from the seller by the buyer's lawyer in order for the buyer to be able to compensate their agent. That way there is no risk that if there's a shortfall you're going to get a, end up stuck paying extra commission or extra money I should say to your agent because of the buyer agency agreement. I personally think that the industry should should inherit this style of doing a transaction completely. I think the way that we do business right now by letting the listing agent handle the commissions is very traditional and it's archaic. It's it goes back to the old sub agency days and it it no longer applies to the way real estate works in today's market. So I would suggest if you are signed to a buyer agency agreement, make sure that your agent goes over the logistics of how the commission is going to be paid and perhaps even use the clause that I just uh, talked about here. So if you want to get a copy of this clause, by all means, I'm going to post it on my blog, The Real Estate and Mortgage Show, and it'll be under episode 47. And I will uh, put in a buyer agency agreement in there as well. And this is, of course, the Ontario Real Estate Association's version. So you see exactly how that's written. But I just don't want to see anybody get caught with their pants down so to speak and uh, at the end of the day you know have buyers that are that are reluctant to signing a buyer agency agreement because of that because quite honestly if somebody was quite clear on the way that thing was written they would demand that that clause goes into an agreement because for all intents purposes they're taking a chance in uh, making sure that their agent is compensated when they're they're really not okay hope that helps uh, this week it's something that's always been on uh, on my mind I've spoken to several agents and several different people in the industry about it uh, some people agree with me somebody don't some of them don't and uh, quite honestly the ones that don't are wrong <laughs> Well, maybe not, but uh, nonetheless, I think that uh, it, it would be very prudent for buyers to take note of what we talked about here. Hope this show helped you, and if you have any questions, make sure you send us uh, a note. We leave all the information at the end of the show, and I hope you have a great week. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222. 
or Walter at MaximumResults.ca or you can find me online at www.CambridgeHouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email Karen at Karen at MaximumResults.ca or you can find her online at www.M as in Mary, R as in Roger, Financial.ca. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great weekend.